Well, hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Loyola Podcast. My name is Michael O'Keefe, and thank you so much for tuning in once again. I think this is episode four in our series for 2020. Uh, You won't hear the tones of Mitch Hallier today. Of course, he is in year 12, and and so he is off studying uh, for his exams, and we'll be back next year with a new host. So stay tuned to hear who that might be. But today, I'm so excited because we've got three fantastic guests with us this afternoon who are joining us uh, from our library to talk all things books uh, and reading. And this is great because I think so many people have been picking up more books during uh, ISO. So I'm so glad to have them with us today. So would you please welcome to our podcast, uh, one of our amazing librarians, uh, Miss Alida Galati. We also have uh, from year eight, Sylvia Sorbus, and from year 10, Alexander McMahon-Pugh. So welcome everyone. Thank you. Thank you. Hello. Mr. Okay, it's great to have you all here uh, and to talk thing, all things books. And I want to start off with just finding out why you love reading so much. And it might be about you know when you started, when you when you got that love of reading, but but why is it that books is your go to thing? Mm, good what question. You, Alida? Shall I start? Yeah, why okay, not? the librarian. Why not? Um, look, I don't even have an answer. As in, when was the start of the love? you know, when it was. I've just always read and people read to me at home as a child as well. So it's just part of my makeup and it's part of a habit. I read every night before I go to bed and I love reading because I love the conversation that comes out of reading. And whether you like a book or hate a book or you just not sure about a book, you can have a conversation with someone who's read the exact same book and have completely different ideas. So that's my favourite thing about reading. What about you, Sylvia? Well, I guess my mum taught me to read from a very young age and, um, yeah, so she was just, you know, going through books with us, reading, and it kind of became a little bit of a habit. And so I just continued with reading and I picked up more and more books and I was getting better and better until I just figured it was something for fun. Alexander? Yeah, um, I um, always read, but I mostly got into reading um, towards the start of secondary school. So I started with the Harry Potter series. Um, And so that really, really, really got me into reading. And then I also started talking to other people about books, like you said. Um, And it was um, really interesting, especially in book club, to have some conversations. And so I started really developing a passion for it. That's great. I'm glad you mentioned book club. That was not actually planned, but I'm really (laughs) delighted you did. When Alexander started with us back in seven. Uh, Yeah, we ran a really successful book club and it was covering all age groups in the school, but it was covering all genres of reading too. No one, you couldn't feel bad because you liked a particular genre and someone else liked something else. Everything was sacred in book club and that conversation and the friendships that come out of that, that was a great a great Absolutely, time. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. And we even had Harry Potter days and all sorts of things. Yeah, exactly. We? I remember a lot of us got dressed up. It was a lot of fun. Yes, a lot yeah. of fun. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sylvia, have you read Harry Potter books? No, never. Uh, because, wow. uh, because it seems that it was a real turning point, I think, again, for people to pick up books. Yes, and start reading again, especially young boys. Absolutely. But you talked about book clubs. They've sort of made a bit of a comeback this year, I think. Oh, they absolutely have. And even online, just through the whole isolation and all the rest of it, I've joined two or three online that I never would have done in real life because, you know, I want to go out and have coffee or something else. Instead, I'm jumping online at night and talking to people all over the world 
about books. And it's the same with, with our students. I'm hearing the same thing. Now, let's talk about genres. Uh, most people get into a genre of, of book that they love. So, um, Alexander, let's start with you. What is your favourite genre? I absolutely love fantasy, um, especially like fantasy and adventure sort of things. But um, anything to do with like magic, creatures, that those sort of things, that really interests me. Um, very similar. Yeah, I love fantasy as well. I also love a little bit of romance as well and a little bit of mixture, yeah. Mm. And often there's a bit of a crossover there with the genres, isn't there? Romance and fantasy or whatever blended yeah. in together. Um, I'm very unfaithful to a genre. I, uh, in my job, obviously, I'm reading so many books for teens and young adults, my primary audience here. Um, so I read across all the genres. But if I was to pick a favourite, I'd probably go contemporary. I especially like, you know, realistic contemporary fiction. Australian authors do really, really well in this area. Um, but I also like big oh, drama, epic sagas of families. So, um, so I don't mind big historical fiction either because I learn something out of it too. For me, it's uh, it's it's always non-fiction, so biographies. I've actually got Jared Roughheads on my desk, who's ah. a Hawthorne a retired football player. I think he's coaching at St Kilda now, but he went through cancer at the near the end yes. of his career. So I'm really interested to read about that. Um, I'm waiting for Barack Obama to put out his own. Uh, Michelle's is on my desk. My wife's read it, but I haven't got to it yet. We were meant to go to Singapore this year for a holiday, and I read more on holidays than I do at home. Yes. Um, so that's, that's my genre. But, yeah generally non-fiction and, you know, I love um, performing arts, so I'm reading scripts all the time. Um, but the best book I've read in a long time, and it was two or three years ago, it's called Razzle Dazzle and it was the history of Broadway mm. from the beginning to now. Up your alley. And I just loved it. I loved it. <laughs> so let's talk about um, favourite authors, if we've got them. I'd love to hear. Mm, um, tricky. Uh, yeah, it could be a tricky or, or at least an author you've read more than one book of theirs. Sylvia, let's start with you. Okay, so I definitely love Sarah J Mass. I reckon she is a great author. I love the way that she writes. Um, a close second would be Amanda Hocking. Okay, yeah. so they're both fantasy genre. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. What do you like about the writing style? Is it the descriptions she gives? Is it, I don't know, what the feelings she evokes? Tell me. It's the descriptions. She describes scenes very well. So, like, if it's a scene in a ball or something like that, she'll describe the entire room and you can definitely picture it. Okay. Great. Do you think her writing... I'm just going to interrupt a moment here. Sorry, no, Alexander. Please, please. Do you think her writing would be really good for the screen? Like, can you imagine her books on yeah, screen? Yeah, definitely. It would be really good. Alex, what about you? Oh, um, Do you got a favourite author? I reckon... It's really difficult to say, but I reckon my favourite one's probably Lynette Noni. Noni, I forgot how to pronounce the last name, but um, yeah, I've uh, she's an Australian author and she wrote the um, Akane series. Yes. So uh, I've actually gone and seen her a few times. So wow. yeah, um, her books are really really interesting, and um, I think the Akane series was the first one that she published, but it was it did so well, and she's published a few more now, but they're definitely worth a read. Okay. So when you saw her, did you get a chance to ask her any questions? or you just listened to her speak? Yeah, um, there was. I went, I've seen her a couple of times. Um, I didn't have much of a conversation with her, but I was actually really excited the second time she actually recognised me. It was oh. amazing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> I know, I felt like a celebrity. Uh, but, yeah, um, it, it's mostly conversation about, like, where we think the series is going to go and stuff like that and maybe on spin-offs and um, just, like, fans of the books getting to get... Uh, getting together just so we can have a conversation on what we love about the series. Okay, that mm. makes sense. Um, I can't say I have a favourite author, Mr O'Keefe. Um, 
It depends what's going on. I do know that if I read a certain author, the book would generally be good. We've had authors here at school as part of school visits and book week, and we get on board and read all of their books, and all of a sudden we're loving those authors. But um, look, really, uh, an author, as long as they've triggered a reaction in me, I'll like them and I'll go back to them. So let's talk about our favourite book of all time. We're going to get to current books in a moment, but can we pick one book that stands out for us, um, That uh, maybe a book we've read twice or we certainly want to go back and read again? Holiday. Oh, gosh, this gosh. is like choose your favourite child. Has anyone got I one? Go, well, I'll tell you what I can say. When I first started working in school libraries, which was when I joined Loyola, long time ago now, uh, The Fault in Our Stars was a big book out in the world, only recently published. And that was probably my first introduction to young adult fiction, okay, your, your market. And it blew me away. And to this day, that is like my all-time favourite contemporary book that I will recommend to anyone. We've got an Australian author who has written something similar, which is just as great, but that one that packed one. the punch. Yep. Have you got one, Sylvia? Oh, it's so hard to choose. <laughs> um, I'm kind of going between A Court of Thorns and Roses series and the Sarah J Mass series. They're both Sarah J Mass, but um, Throne of Glass was good as well. I don't know if I could choose between the two. Okay. And look, and I think what's been really interesting, of course, I mean, books have always had series, but I think with things like Netflix coming along, series of books are now what people want. You yes. know, they want more than one chapter, you know, one part of the story. They want the prequel. They, you know, we've had that for a long time, but I think now it's interesting to hear when people say their favourite book, they actually will name a series. Yeah. Or an author that has a genre that's very close, like even though they might not be directly related, the books are very closely related and they've sort of say that they're a series anyway. Yeah, That's, that's exactly right. Yeah, in relation to that, I know now that, um, especially in fantasy series, because I love how they create their own world and stuff around them, um, I sometimes will be like pushed away from a book even if there's only one in the series because I, I want something that I you can keep more. going back to. Yeah, exactly. Mm, that's mm. interesting. Well, we often in the library will get students saying, oh, do you have this book? And it's they didn't even know it was a book, but figure there'll be a book because it's been on TV. Ah, uh, yes. So um, a lot of those rom-com type things on yeah. Netflix especially, yes. So what's our current books that we're reading right now? So I'm reading the Percy Jackson series. I've gone back to that in quarantine um, because I couldn't obviously go and buy more books or like borrow them for the library. So it's a great opportunity to go back and read some favourites. Um, so that's the um, the series that also feeds into the Heroes of Olympus and um, keeps going from there. Yeah. I've been reading um, Kingdom of Ash, again by Sarah J Maas, <laughs> probably seeing a pattern. Um, it's been really good. Yeah, there are heaps of plot twists. It's amazing. Anything that you've seen that you can predict? Yes, I did predict. I'm not going to spoil it. <laughs> okay, okay. All right, but they, were they good predictions? Like, yeah. yeah. Okay, that's all we need to know. Um, I'm reading something that my son has told me to read because he's just reread as well Percy Jackson's in ISO. Um, but he's told me to read the prequel to The Hunger Games, which came out just a few months ago called The Ballad of Songbirds and Snakes. And it's all about snow when he was younger and going to his first Hunger Games. So, um, yeah, so that was his recommendation. And I've, you know, he's a teen, so I've got to keep connected with him and with my students. So, yeah, but I'll dip into an adult book probably next. We'll see how we go. What do you reckon about that one so far? Look, it's OK. It wasn't what I expected. But then again, 
A prequel is pretty tricky because you've got such an expectation of where it might go. And I think if she had set it right before The Hunger Games, it wouldn't have worked. So it's good that she's gone way back. Especially considering it's such a popular series. Oh, yeah. that's right. And I think there will be a movie, like a double movie made mm. out of it. So let, let's see what happens. Um, look, all books are good but they just please people differently. Exactly, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so let's talk about the future of books. I think it's been a really interesting time. And as I said, I think, you know, ISO's brought them books back to, to the forefront and more. I think a lot of people read during the pandemic and still will. But where are we at with uh, digital versus hard copy? Uh, where are we at with, um, you know, everything being turned into a movie uh, or movies then being rewritten back into books. I mean, there's there's a lot going on at the moment. So where do we think reading is headed and, and are we on the right track and what do we prefer, I guess, in terms of what's happening? Mm, good question. All right, I'll go first. I may as well. Um, look, I'm open to both, obviously. E-books, audio books can be fantastic. Ah, yes, I should have mentioned that, especially yeah. in the long car trips. Absolutely, they're fantastic. And you mentioned earlier, Mr O'Keefe, uh, Michelle Obama's book. Yes. Now, the book is quite a slog, but the audio book, because she narrates it, ah, is amazing. There you go. So that can also be... a uh, a different way of, of um, experiencing the book and the impact it has. So for me, I prefer hard copy. Yeah. I'm a bit old school like that, but that's because in bed as well, I like yeah, to have yeah. a physical book and not a device. But e-books are great. You know, they are really convenient. You can pack them in one little device, go on a trip, and you're not weighted down. So I see the benefits of both, absolutely, yeah. Where are you guys? Yeah, absolutely. I can see the... Um the, the, both of them have pros and cons. Like, um, I'm very conflicted between them because I know for, for e-books, it's fantastic to have that accessibility, especially if you can't get to the library or if you haven't got time to go out and buy a book or something like that. Um, it's just there at your fingertips. But at the same time, I really, really like having um, the solid book in your hands. And it's like, I don't, it, it's a completely different experience, but I think they're both really valuable in different ways. Yeah, yeah, I agree with that. But I do like, I do prefer hard copy books better. I don't know what it is. I think it's just the feel when you're turning the pages. You can feel progress happening and all this sort of yeah, stuff. Yeah, that's right. Better. There's that progress, isn't there? Because you can see, okay, progress bar on a device, but it's not the same as saying, mm. oh, my God, I'm halfway through, and you can see where the bookmark is sitting. Exactly. Yeah. Um, that does make a difference. But it's true. ISO has made reading much more a thing, I guess, and people who've never picked up a book can't get to the library, so they've downloaded e-books, and, um, and that's just fantastic. And you know what? The bookshops opened two weeks ago, and they're heaving. So I can't see bookshops dying off yet. I think yet. they're going to have a good Christmas, <laughs> for sure. they will. And, of course, as we know, you know, the more you read, the better a lot of areas of your life, both personally but your academic life, improve. Yes. So we know, you know, you improve your debating skills, you improve your writing skills. Um, and so it's so important, isn't it, for Absolutely. even if you're not a big fan of reading. And, I'll, you know, I'll be honest, I'm a performer. It's not my one, my go-to medium, but I force myself to do it because I know I'll improve in so many other areas. Absolutely. And I'm going to now be the librarian here because yeah. I just have to. Yeah. You know, that's why we have reading challenges in yeah. our library for year sevens, eights and nines. It's part of their English curriculum, you know, million word challenges, genre challenges and so on, all because we know 
um, the benefits of reading outweigh everything oh. at, across all subjects, not yeah. just English. Um, and aside from anything else, you can get some empathy built into your system when you're reading about someone else, even if it's a fake world. You know, you can still feel what's going on and that's, that's a terrific experience and it's a great habit and stamina to build. Well, it's been a pleasure having you all with us today. Uh, this is, is so exciting. It's, it's really, really great. So to Alexandra, Sylvia uh, and Alida, thank you so much for coming in and, and chatting with us today about all things books. And let's hope that we get lots of our students visiting the library. Uh, now they're all open again too, um, the, the local libraries, and, and do a big read over this summer because, of course, we're not going to be travelling overseas. No, that's Absolutely. right. So there's long car trips happening. There's staying at home. There's opportunity. And you mentioned summer. I'm going to do a plug. Please do. The Summer Reading Challenge. We'll be back on again for the library, kicking off in the next few weeks. Easy, easy rules. Read one book over the summer, just not your English book, and then register that book with us in the library in the first two weeks of term term one, you will get one point for your house. Okay. The first year we ran it, Macaulay won. This year, Flynn won. Let's see who will win the summer of 2021. Exciting. Yes. Yes. (laughs) Well, there's a challenge, everyone. And thank you once again for listening to the Loyola podcast. We'll have a couple more episodes before the end of the year. So thank you for those who subscribe and we'll be back real soon. Thanks, everyone. Thank you. Thank Thank you you guys for joining in. That's great. Thank you.